For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Passover in John chapter 6. This is part 3 of the series. Messiah's role is to gather the exiles of Israel, Achad, plus teach them Torah, Moshe. Messiah is seen as being the greater Moses. He's greater than Moses. In the book From Exile to Redemption, Rebbe Schneerson writes, Mashiach has a certain superiority even over Moshe Rabbeinu. On the phrase at the beginning of the Torah in Genesis chapter 1, in the spirit of God hovered, the sages teach this alludes to the spirit of King Mashiach. That verse continues over the surface of the waters. This intimidates a level higher than that of Moshe, who was so called because from the water I drew him. Moshe was called out of the water. Mashiach covered over the waters. He's greater than Moshe. In the Midrash, and the sources here are Midrash Tenhuma on the conclusion of Parashat Todot, and Yahut Shamoni on Yeshayahu Remez 476, the Mashiach is said to be greater than Moses. What Moses did, Mashiach's got to do, but on a greater and a larger scale. In John chapter 6, verse 14, it says, Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Yeshua did, said, This is of a truth, that prophet that would come into the world. Well, that prophet is referred to in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. The Lord your God will raise up unto you a prophet from the midst of you, of your brethren, like unto me, unto him you shall hearken. This is being referenced in Acts chapter 3, verses 20 and 22. Here we can see that Deuteronomy 18, verse 15 is speaking about the Messiah. Acts 3, verse 20. And he will send Yeshua HaMashiach, which before was preached unto you. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall you hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. Historically, Moses showed dominion over the seed. Exodus chapter 14 verse 10 and verse 21. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. Notice that the parting came about by a 
strong east wind. This is a reference to the Messiah who is likened unto the east wind. John chapter 6 verses 16 through 19 in the setting of Passover Yeshua the greater Moses shows dominion over the sea and when even was now come his disciples went down under the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum and it was now dark and Yeshua was not come to them and the sea arose by reason of the great wind that blew and when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlongs they see Yeshua walking on the sea and drawing nigh unto the ship and they were afraid. The sea is seen as being the domain of Pharaoh. Messiah has dominion over the sea. He has dominion over the world, the world system, the leaders of the world. Ezekiel chapter 29 verses 2 and 3. Son of man, set your face against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and prophesy against him and against all Egypt. Speak and say, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, the great dragon that lies in the midst of his rivers, which has said, My river is my own, and I have made it for myself. Ezekiel chapter 32, verse 2 says, Son of man, take up a lamentation for Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and say unto him, You are like a young lion of the nations, and you are as a whale in the seas, and you came forth with your rivers, and you trouble the waters with your feet and you foul the rivers. He's associated with the rivers, the sea, and he pollutes the rivers. He troubles the sea. The sea is also seen in the domain of the false messiah. Revelation chapter 13 verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Historically, the children of Israel when they see Pharaoh's army approaching, they are afraid. And when Pharaoh drew nigh and the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. Exodus chapter 14 verse 13 says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Don't fear, see the salvation of the Lord. See Yeshua, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. But what happens in John chapter 6? The disciples are afraid. And when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Yeshua walking on the sea and drawing nigh unto the ship. And they were afraid. What happened historically? Moses said, don't be afraid. What does Yeshua say in John chapter 6 verse 20? He said, it is I be not afraid. Messiah calms the sea. In Psalm 107, verse 21, verses 28 and 29, in verse 30, it is written, Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful work to the children of men. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distresses. He makes the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet so he brings them unto their desired haven Yeshua is fulfilling these prophecies in Psalm that Yahweh Elohim calms the waters and he delivers his people from troubles
Moses was sent to deliver the children of Israel. Repeatedly it's said of Moses that he's being sent. In Exodus chapter 3, verses 11 and 12, and verse 14, and then in Exodus chapter 4, verse 28, it is written, And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with you, and this shall be a token unto you, that I have sent you. When you have brought forth the people out of Egypt, you will serve God upon this mountain. And God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus you shall say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. And Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord which had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded him. So Yeshua, the greater Moses, reminds the people Passover that he's the sent one. He's sent of the Father. John chapter 6 verse 29 and then John chapter 6 verses 38 through 40 it is written Yeshua answered and said to them this is the word of God that you believe on him whom he has sent for I came down from heaven not to do my own will but the will of him that sent me and this is the father's will that has sent me that of all which he has given me I should lose nothing but should raise it again at the last day and this is the will of him that sent me that that everyone which sees the Son and believes on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Historically, the God of Israel sent manna to feed the children of Israel in the wilderness. In Exodus chapter 16, verse 4, and then Exodus chapter 16, verse 15, it is written, Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven. What's coming from heaven? Bread for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them. So the bread being sent is a test to prove them whether they will walk in my Torah or not. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, it is manna for they did not know what it was. And Moses said unto them, this, the manna, this is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. What is it? What well, this is the bread. And so Yeshua is the true bread from heaven. John chapter 6 verses 32 and 33 and then verse 35 it is written. Then said Yeshua unto them, Verily, verily I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which comes down from heaven and gives life unto the world. He's saying, I'm the manna. I'm the true bread. And Yeshua said, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger, and he that believes on me shall never thirst. Yeshua goes on to say in John chapter 6 verse 48 and then verses 50 and 51 I am the bread of life. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Manna in Hebrew means, what is it? In Exodus chapter 16, verse 15, it says, And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna, for they did not know what it was. Moses said, This is the bread which the Lord has given you. Manna is the strength Strong's number 478, and you can see here what it means is, what is it? In the setting of Passover, they said, Is not this Yeshua, the son of Joseph, who 
whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he said, I came down from heaven? He says, I'm the bread that came down from heaven. And they question him. Who are you? They're saying to the manna, who are you? What is it? The children of Israel historically ate flesh and bread. Exodus chapter 16, verse 8. And Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat, in the morning bread to the full. So he fed them with flesh and bread. The Hebrew word for flesh is the Strong's number 1320. It's the Hebrew word basar, which means flesh, and it can mean flesh of animals, of humans, or it could refer to the body itself. We have another Hebrew word, which is the Strong's number 1319, which also is basar. It means to, to bear news, to publish good tidings, to preach, to announce good news. So the Hebrew word flesh means gospel. Eating flesh is a reference to believing the gospel of Yeshua. Isaiah chapter 52 verse 7, Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1 says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that brings good tidings. It's the word basar, meat or flesh, that publishes peace that brings good tidings, basar or flesh of good, that publishes salvation that says unto Zion, your God reigns. Isaiah 61.1, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings, the basar, unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. In this context that historically the children of Israel ate flesh, the basar, and bread, Yeshua says, in John chapter 6 at the Passover setting in verses 52 through 57 the Jews therefore strove among themselves saying how can this man give us his flesh to eat Yeshua said verily verily I say unto you except you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood you have no life in you whosoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day for my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed he that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me and I in him. As the living Father has sent me and I live by the Father, so he that eats me will live by me. If you eat him, you're going to live by him. How did he live? He followed Torah. So when you are eating of him, you're believing he's the Messiah, that he was sent from the Father, and you're following Torah. That's how you eat of his flesh. He's saying, unless you do this, you have no life. In the book From Exile to Redemption, Rebbe Schneerson said, it's the expectation of the Messiah that when he comes, he will teach the hidden meanings of the Torah. Mashiach will teach all of Israel the mystical depths of the Torah and the reasons hidden within the Torah, which will be revealed in the future time. This is alluded to in the verse from Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 2. He kisses me with the kisses of his mouth, on which Rosh she writes, there is a promise from God that he will again appear to the people of Israel. He will explain them in secret reasons and hidden mysteries. How is Passover being communicated in John chapter 6? 
in the hidden element of it, in the deeper meaning, in the parable understanding, in the Remez understanding, in the Sod understanding. Why is Messiah teaching in this way? Because that's the expectation of the Messiah. He's got to come and reveal the hidden things of the Torah and elevate them to the plain and simple meaning. Historically, the children of Israel murmured against Moses. Exodus chapter 16, verse 2, and then Numbers chapter 14, verse 2. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God that we had died in this wilderness? What happens in John chapter 6? There is murmuring against Yeshua. In John chapter 6, verses 41 through 43, it is written, The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. See, what's happening historically, it's all prophecy of what will happen about and to the Messiah. And they said, Is not this Yeshua, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I came down from heaven? Yeshua therefore answered and said to them, Murmur not among yourselves. And in John chapter 6, verse 59, These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. So Yeshua is in the Galilee area. He's teaching these things at Capernaum. Well, Capernaum is the Strong's number 2584 in the Greek dictionary. And Capernaum means the village of comfort. He's speaking these things in the village of comfort. What is comfort associated with? The end of the exile of Jacob in the nations. Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off. From Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 10. And say, He that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 13, 16, and 17 says, Then when the scattered of Israel are gathered then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance both young men and old men together for I will turn their mourning into joy and I will comfort them when the scattered of Israel are being gathered I'm going to comfort them thus says the Lord refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears for your work shall be rewarded says the Lord and they shall come again from the land of the enemy and there is hope in your end says the Lord that your children will come again to their own border. So the scattered of Israel are being comforted because they're coming again to their own border. Why is Messiah teaching about these things at Capernaum, the village of comfort? Because he's making an illusion about the future redemption that is going to be associated with Passover. The future redemption is like the historical redemption. Hosea chapter 2 verse 15. And I will give her her vineyard from there in the valley of Achor, the valley of trouble for a door of hope, which is an allusion to the tribulation period. And she will sing there as in the days of her youth, as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. Micah chapter 7 verse 15. According to the days of your coming out of the land of Egypt, will I show unto him marvelous things. Yeshua says those that believe on him will be raised up in the last day. John chapter 6 verse 40, verse 44 and verse 54. 
And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone that sees the Son and believe on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Whosoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. So three times Yeshua said that he will raise the people up in the last day. When is the last day? The last day is the Messianic era. In Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, it says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach and by our gathering together unto him. What is this verse referring to? The gathering of the exiles of Jacob from all the nations where they've been scattered. That's the gathering unto him because Messiah gathers the exiles of Israel. He's the good shepherd that gathers the sheep that's been scattered into the nation. That you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as that the day of Messiah is at hand. See the messianic era is the day of Messiah. When he gathers the exiles of Israel and brings them back to the land of Israel, that's the day of the Messiah. Hosea chapter 6 verses 1 and 2. Come and let us return unto the Lord. He has torn. He will heal us. That's the end of the exile. He has smitten, scattered us into the nations. He will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. How are you revived? You're being taught Torah. And the Ruach, the Spirit is in you. You're following Torah by the Ruach. You're being revived. And the third day, he will raise us up. And this is the third day in reference to the first coming Messiah, which is a reference to the Messianic era. So in the third day in the Messianic era, we are raised up. We are gathered from the nations of the world. And we're living in his sight. Messiah is on the earth teaching the Torah to all nations from Jerusalem. So in the Messianic era, the Torah will be taught from Zion. Isaiah chapter 2 and verses 2 and 3. It will come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways. We will walk in his paths, for out of Zion shall go forth the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So the Messiah is teaching the Torah to all nations from Jerusalem during the Messianic era. What are the two works of the Messiah that we can see here from John chapter 6 and this teaching on Passover? The role of the Messiah is to teach Torah, that's Moshe, and to gather the exiles of Israel, that is Ahad. The Messianic era is associated with Messiah gathering the exiles of Israel and teaching the Torah to all nations from Jerusalem. This is the ultimate work of the Messiah to die on the tree, to forgive the exiles of Israel from their sins for breaking the covenant and to then send out his disciples to teach those in the nations to proclaim the good news, the gospel, that Yeshua is the Messiah, their sins could be forgiven, and to teach them Torah. Ultimately, 
these things are associated with the Messianic era, and this is what is known as the greater exodus. Messiah gathers the exiles of Israel from all the nations where they have been scattered, and he brings them back to the land of Israel. This is what Messiah is teaching in John chapter 6. These events that we read in John chapter 6, they are historical events, but at the same time, they are prophecies of what will happen in the future, and Messiah is teaching about who he is, and he's teaching about the prophecies of the future, about regathering the exiles of Israel, and he's doing it in the sowed level of the Torah, the hidden meaning of the Torah, and he's taking the hidden meaning of the Torah, and he's bringing it to the surface, and explaining it according to the plain meaning, and showing how it all relate and pertains to him. Well, that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject, the Passover in John chapter 6. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.